Hey there, Kelly Sparta. Just wanted to make sure that you know the retreat is down to four spots left. So if you're interested in the retreat in Panama in November, Adventures in Energetics, we are at our last four spots available. Check it out at kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. And as always, don't forget, Spirit Guides has more than one episode a week. You're only getting one episode on this podcast. Uh, but if you come over to the Spirit Guides podcast, we have five episodes a week and we would love to see you there. Have a great one. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all alone, but feeling good and feeling strong, knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself, I'm driving. Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. We have a friend back with us today. We do. <laughs> Kathy's back. Kathy's back. Everybody can always tell when Kathy's here by the by the pitch of your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's back. Kathy's back. Kathy's back. Kathy's back. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, last time you joined us, we did a mythology episode, but we're not doing that today. Nope. Nope. We're talking about money. Money. Oh, I love money. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to ask, how does money fit into what we're talking about in Spirit Sherpa? Well, if you really think about it, you said you love money, but money is just an energetic. Oh. If you really think about those little pieces of paper in your wallet, mm -hmm. if it weren't for a collective agreement that they have value, that we can exchange them for the things we want as an energetic exchange, they would be completely and utterly worthless. So money fits into a spiritual spirit Sherpa context, because first of all, it is an energetic. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to bet if you get really picky about it, it isn't that you love money, you love what money does, what it can buy for you, what it brings into your life, you know, the things it allows you to do. I like money because it lets me take vacations. Yeah. <laughs> the history of money has been, you know, all kinds of different ways to exchange things. And we attach so much stuff to money. You know, this episode is money and empowerment, but we attach our self-worth. I remember, okay, I'm old, maybe not all that old, but there was a time frame when if you didn't make your age, something was wrong with you. So if you were 30, you were supposed to be making $30,000. And people who weren't making $30,000 at 30 were feeling like something was wrong with them. Like money was a measure of their worth as people. That's how it drops into the, the energetic and the spiritual from my perception. And the other side of it too is we talk a lot about empowerment. It's a lot about transformation and empowering yourself, taking back your personal power. Well, money is one of the places where we lose our power more often than any other place. We go into victim, we go into lack, we go into us versus them and woe is me and all this other stuff. And a lot of our parental stuff plays out around money. When you have issues around authority, let's say you had a less than perfect childhood and you and your father weren't very close, 
but your male boss takes interest in you and is kind to you and receptive to you, but pays you jack, you'll stay in that position where you're under earning because you love the boss who is serving as a surrogate parent. These are the types of things that show up around money when you're not doing your personal work. And things like that happen all the time. Kathy and I were talking, for those of you who don't know, Kathy is actually a CPA and she used to be a big muckety-muck in corporate finance back in the day. And when I like to talk about money, I like to talk to Kathy. (laughs) So, you know, I've been talking to her recently about the fact that I'm finding so many people who I'm talking to who are like, I really want to take the program, but I can't afford it. And I'm like, you know what? We really need to talk about money. We really do because I've been there. I have. I I bankrupted myself to do my spiritual work because, you know, you step into the energy of spirituality and there is an energy poverty in it. And we've talked about that. And I did that. There were months that I didn't know where I was going to come up with 300 bucks for my rent, you know, (laughs) living with five other people. So, you know, no judgment. I'm just saying that there is a place where when you start to think about yourself differently, the money starts changing in how it interacts in your life. When you stop holding on to it with miserly hands and you let it flow and you trust that it's going to come in, it changes the way it behaves for you. And it shows up out of the blue, the money that you didn't expect. Yep. It's like, oh, wait, money came from where? <laughs> it's like, oh, I totally forgot that existed. Oh, oh, you want to hand me what? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. And so when we look at ourselves and how we interrelate with the way that we have money in our lives, that's when we start to have a different experience of it, right? That's when we start to empower ourselves. So, you know, we've talked about being in our inner child a lot, Mm -hmm. letting the inner child run the bus. When the inner child is running the bus, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to make impulse spends that are going to cause you a hard time later on down the road. You're going to buy things that you can't afford and then be sad that you have to keep paying for them later. And two, you're not going to be able to put money aside and be disciplined about it and really take responsibility for your money. One of the best things that I ever did in my personal life, and we were talking in the last episode about finding your Samwise, right? I have a friend who I helped with a problem of his And he came and helped me do all my taxes because I hadn't filed my taxes in many years. And that was one of the most empowering things that I had done around my finances in years is going, oh, look at that. You know, a few years ago, we did this, right? And ever since I put that in place and then I put the Profit First book processes in place in my business. Those two things were taking massive responsibility for my money and Everything financially has been going upwards ever since. And that's because I took responsibility for my money (laughs) and I started tracking it, paying close attention to it, really stewarding it effectively and choosing responsibly where I would put it, not put it. And that is when you start to tell the universe, okay, I'm ready to do it. Kathy, you remember the story that T. Harv Eker used to tell? No, actually, I don't. Ah, well, T. Harv Eker used to tell this ice cream cone story, which was, you know, if you have an ice cream cone and you have a single scoop and you lick it and it falls on the floor and you look at your parent and you say, 
my, my ice cream cone is all on the floor. I want more ice cream. And the parent goes, okay. And you go, can I have three scoops? And the parent goes, no, you have to learn to keep one scoop on the cone. And then we will give you two scoops. And then if you learn how to keep two scoops on the cone, then we'll give you three scoops. We all go around asking for three scoops when we haven't learned to manage one. <laughs> That's where we're coming at with this episode. In terms of money and energy, I think it's almost at 100%. Um, it might not be, there might be the example, but within five years, all big lottery winners are broke. Wow. One guy's actually in jail because he won a lot of money. He lost it all and he decided that he liked easy money. And the next best way to get it was to rob a bank. <laughs> so obviously he was not an experienced bank robber. He did not do it all that well. They caught him and he's in jail. But if you really think about it, he got what he wanted because he now does not have to pay for his food or his lodging, or his clothes, <laughs> or anything else. So, you know, some things you got to be careful what you ask for. But when it comes to empowerment, when people get the three scoops, the lottery winnings, right? You know, all of a mm -hmm. sudden, a millions of dollars fall in their laps. For most of these people, it is so out of alignment with who they see themselves to be that they can't get rid of it fast enough. Yeah. Right? You know, this is not who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm not this person. So they buy crazy stuff. It's all impulse buys. The, the little kid driving the bus, right? They live 100 miles from a lake and they buy a massive yacht. Right. That kind of stuff. The I watched one guy who won the lottery say that he was going to keep $20,000 a year because that's all he needed to live on. And he donated all the rest. Of it. Yep. You have to define yourself in such a way that you can hold money like that. You know, some people are not comfortable with defining themselves in a way that says, I can be rich because they've got all these stories about who rich people are. Yeah. And they don't want to be like that. So if they're rich, well, that must mean they're like that. And therefore, they don't want to be like that. Money's got to go away. If your parents used gift giving as a way of expressing their love and you didn't have gift giving as a way of receiving love, you may keep yourself from earning enough money to be a gift giver so that you're not like your parents. These are all things that can come into play when you're looking at your money and the work that you're doing in the world. So from that perspective, in these examples that the two of you were just giving, the energetic that we are applying to the money in those cases were negative energies. We were making money, I don't want to say evil, but the evil aspect of what we're talking about. But when we talk about how to turn that energetic around, how to use money and, and how to apply it towards empowerment, how do we do that? How do we change the mindset? I've got a story. It's not my story. It's a story I heard, but it was a reputable source. And that was, there was a, a man who was, he was very successful business-wise, but every time he crossed a million dollars, he did something to screw it up and drop it back down again. And the coach that was working with him said, okay, what's going on with you in a million dollars? Well, in his head, a million dollars made him rich. Mm -hmm. And his mother, whom he adored, had nothing but terrible things to say about rich people. And so obviously this isn't about changing mom in this circumstance. Right. And so the coach worked with him to say, how about when you cross a million dollars the next time, you go buy your mother the house she's always wanted, you know, in the neighborhood she's always wanted with all the bells and whistles of everything she's always wanted. 
And the guy said, oh, that's a good idea. So the next time he crossed a million dollars, he took the money and he bought that house for his mother. And all of a sudden, his mother is like, look at my rich son. Look what he got for me. Look what he did for me. And the guy's making tons of money, way over a million dollars. Because the empowerment piece, he couldn't do it for himself. Okay, we were talking about empowerment. He couldn't empower himself to make more money, but he could do it in such a way that made his mother proud of him and glad of how she was benefiting from his largesse. Mm -hmm. So sometimes the way around it is through a different doorway. (laughs) (laughs) But you don't recognize that if you don't realize that that's what's causing it. Exactly. Mm. If you never do the self-analysis, all you see is that you're successful, you're not successful, you're successful, you're not successful. There's no indicator as to what is causing it unless you actually sit down and look. This is really what it comes down to. You know, we can't give you a magic pill answer, which is everybody comes in looking for a magic pill on everything and there's no magic pill on anything. And, you know, that's sort of where the work we do starts is when you admit that there is no magic pill. So there's no magic pill answer on this one, but I'll give you sort of the framework that you can work from, which is that when you are looking at yourself and money, write the story of your money, mm-hmm. write the story of how your money has been in your life and all the things from when you, when you were a child all the way up till now. That's how I figured out I felt poor when the refrigerator was empty it was the fact that that's what my mother always said. So write the story of your money and then take a look at it really honestly and figure out what it is that's impacting it and then address that issue. Now, the challenge is sometimes it's one issue, sometimes it's many issues, right? and they all sort of mush together. So I talked to Kathy about this, and I, I said that it was because I'd been getting a lot of phone calls from people who wanted to join the program but didn't have the money, and we decided to do this episode as a result of that. But as we were talking about doing this episode, we were like, you know what, this isn't going to be enough. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't cover it all in one episode. So we're actually, we, we haven't written it yet. We're just in the talking stages. So I'm just going to tell you it's coming. I don't know when. Well, I'll, I'll let you know. But we're actually going to put together an entire program, an eight-week program on money. Okay. And money and magic in particular, because we're going to talk about not just how you can work with the empowerment side and the personal transformation side, but also with the magical side of bringing money into your life. And I've shared some some of these things with people and it's been wildly successful. Are we actually talking spells to make money appear? Like, is this... Oh, yeah. Okay. Not led into gold. No, no. Just things to bring money into a business or to bring money into your life or to do energetics that create a thought form that will generate money for you. That's very, very cool. All right. Yeah. We're going to talk about all these things. I went through a process a few years back and it took me a while to learn it. Let me tell you, I struggled for a while on this one, but now it's kind of like I think about, well, okay, I need some more money. And one of my clients calls up and goes, can I refer you another client? Sure. (laughs) And 90% of the time after we have an initial call, the client becomes, you know, the person becomes my client and I got more money coming in the door. Yeah. So it's, it has gone from struggle, 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 struggle to ease. It's hardly even putting a huge, oh, I got to put a lot of effort into putting this out there to get this to come to me. It's kind of like, nope, it's easy. Yeah. Now, I won't say that that didn't come with a lot of work ahead of time to put me in the space where that could happen. Right. (laughs) I I walked that journey with her. I will testify to that. Yep. (laughs) Yep. But it's now, and it just happened today, you know, that mail came in 
And there was a thing that says, oh, it's just a bunch of junk. And it's kind of like, nope, I see a $350 check in that pile. <laughs> there was. <laughs> like, yes, it can be easy, but it doesn't get to be easy without taking a lot of steps in between. Right. And when it comes to empowerment, one of the first places that you have to look at is the story of the three cones. Mm -hmm. Manage the one cone well. You mean the scoops, right? Yeah, sorry, the scoops. <laughs> okay. Well, I got three hands, I'll do three cones. Yeah. <laughs> they say in time. You didn't see the other one hiding behind my back, did you? I was going to say, I've never seen that hand, but I, you know, I'm pretty sure I would have noticed. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's three scoops. Sorry about that. But people say, oh, I can't, I can't manage money. I don't know numbers. I don't balance my checkbook. I don't do my taxes. It's like you've abdicated. Yeah. You have abdicated your responsibility. You are a victim to money. Yeah. And it, you can't possibly invite money into your life in that way. You can't possibly increase your flow of abundance and all the rest of that when you have abdicated any responsibility for it, other than, oh, please, somebody, you know, dump money on my head. Right. That's what we're going to talk about. You know, with great responsibility comes great power. We've had this conversation over and over and over and over and ad, ad nauseum on this podcast. And it is true here, just as it is true anywhere else in, in the work that we do, that with great responsibility comes great power. When you take responsibility, you get the power to change. Right. This is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the energetics. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But for what you can do right now, immediately, to change your financial outlook, the very first thing you can do is really take a hard look at how you're treating your money. Is there change all over your floor? <laughs> is there money strewn all over your purse? Is it placed neatly in your wallet by denomination so you know how much money you have at all times? So you would notice if you lost it or gained it. Right. Are you paying attention to your finances? Do you look at your checking account and your savings account? Do you have a savings account? Even if it's only up five bucks in it, do you have a savings account? Do you have a way for you to plan for, for the future? Are you dealing with your debt effectively? Or are you just hiding your head under the <laughs> under the covers and hoping it goes away? Right. You know, are you paying attention? And if you've got debt, are you cycling your debts onto zero interest cards if you have that option so that you can pay less interest and pay it off faster? Are you looking at consolidation loans if that's something that, that would be better for you? You know, how are you dealing with your taxes? Are you dealing with your taxes? What are you doing to steward your money that you already have? That's the question. How do you choose to spend your money? Look at every single way in which you spend money today. Sit down and for the next month, write down every penny you spend and really get clear with yourself about where all your money's going. That, that would be a massively powerful step towards having better relationship with your money, to, to empowering yourself in, with your money. And I have done that uh, personally recently over the last couple of years. And what I found is not only is it empowering, it's also humbling when you stop and you look at where you're spending your money. You look at where all of it is going. And there's a number of tools and things out there that you can use to sort of bring that together. But it starts to make you take different decisions and how you're going to live your life. It's quite interesting. It's, it changes your outlook and it changes your perspective on the future as well. But you have yeah. to change your outlook on money. You have to, as, as you've both said, you have to sort of take the power back from the money and recognize your role in your relationship with money. Yeah. The first time I did this, I 
had to give up Starbucks because I was spending hundreds of dollars on (laughs) Starbucks. This is insane. Let me just buy a really good coffee maker and make (laughs) coffee at home and I will save so much money. And that has been true. And now I don't really care about Starbucks. And it used to be like the central thing in my life. Oh, Starbucks, you know, my, my inner child was like, Oh, this is where I go to take care of myself. And, and, you know, my adult is like, no, I take care of myself by not spending hundreds of dollars on fucking coffee. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to is you have to start looking at where are you prioritizing your spending. One of the things is to remember that money is energy and energy shows up in the forms of credit card usage. Mm. <laughs> you know, it isn't just the green stuff in your wallet. Right. Money is really moving into a virtual state. If you mm-hmm. think about yeah. Bitcoin and you think about some of these apps on the phones where you just tap it and it's paid for kind of thing. Yep. I mean, it's still your money. It's still coming out of an account somewhere because of all the different ways that it manifests. It becomes that much more important for you to be driving the bus, you as the adult to driving the, the money bus. Mm-hmm. So you know where all this stuff, how it's happening, which is why I think the write it all down for a month is even more challenging because it's not just what comes out of your wallet. Right. It's what goes onto your credit card. It's the all um, the auto pays. Yeah, exactly. And this is why when I said there's a lot of tools out there, there was one particular tool that I started using, which allows me to put in all of the different accounts that I have, and it brings all of my transaction views into one place, and I can look at the categories there. That's mint, right? It is actually. It's mint. Yeah. yeah there's a, there's a couple out there, but I've been very happy with that particular one, and it's allowed yeah, me to about it. manage my budget and and create budgets for the future, as well as create goals and things that I have, and really You're keep track. At least two scoops. Yes, I, I think I'm, at, I'm. I think I'm there. I'm at two scoops. I I don't know how much, how often I can afford that second scoop. It's kind of like the Starbucks thing, but but I know I can manage two scoops when I get there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is the sort of thing that I want you guys to pay attention to as you're doing this. Is you know where can you take more responsibility for your money when. It comes to looking at your stories and unwinding the stuff associated with that that gets a little more complicated. And that's when having some help is is useful. But the other piece is to look at your receiving. Yep. When you are unwilling to receive help, support, love, you know, all these things, you will also find it hard to receive money. I talked about it when I talked about manifesting, you know, I want to have more money. Somebody offers to take you to lunch. Oh no, let me pay. Yeah. I can't let you buy me lunch. It's like less money out means more money in your pocket. Shut up and say, yes. Same thing applies. If you will not receive, then you will not have more money. I found $250 on the ground one day. What would other people have done with that? I don't know. Somebody might have gone inside and said, did anybody drop some money? And if you can identify how much it is, I will give it to you. And then they would have given it back. But somebody dropped money on the ground. And I looked around and there was nobody to be seen. And it was in a parking lot. And I'm like, person's probably gone. (laughs) And unless I hear somebody saying that they need it somewhere along the line, I'm not going to say anything. It's my money. I found it. It came to me. I asked for it and it showed up on the ground next to my car. I literally opened the door to my car and there it was. This is what I'm talking about is you have to be willing to receive it. Like, oh, I asked for it and there it is. Thanks. Thanks universe. Somebody offers to give you some money for something you did and you didn't intend to get paid for it, but they want to give it to you. Say thank you. 
Yeah. If you cannot receive, you will have a hard time making more money. And part of the empowerment that we're talking about in this episode is not just being empowered by money, but it's taking responsibility in the energetic of money in your life. Don't just expect somebody to dump those three scoops on your head and and that's it every time. Exactly. Yeah. You are in charge of money. Yeah. You know, you are in charge of your money, your decisions about how it gets spent are your decisions. How much you receive, this is the part people think, well, all I get is my salary or all I get is my paycheck or all I get is, it's kind of like, no, that's not actually true. Just like Kelly said, I'm looking for more money, more money shows up. I know people that have said, you know, I need some more money for something and I've got a car that sits around and some free time. So I'm going to drive Uber for a little while. Right. Now, the California law may be changing some of how that works, but the point is, is that there are ways to be more flexible about money, not only how it comes in, but even, you know, accept the free lunch kind of thing so that you aren't spending as much money. And it also means not looking for a magical answer to everything either. Right. Right. Sometimes the answer is go drive Uber for a few hours. Sometimes the answer is learn what the numbers mean. You know, it's that whole thing about understand where your money's going, understand your spending habits and take responsibility for them. If if you need to stop buying Starbucks, then you stop buying Starbucks. But there's there's responsibility on you for understanding what you're doing with your money. Right. And, you know, one of the conversations I had with a client was recognizing that if you're making the same thing that you've been making for the last three years, you've been taking pay cuts every year Hmm. because there's inflation. Inflation goes up. And if your income's not going up with it, then you're taking a pay cut every single year. And you need to address that with your boss. Right. I think it was Benjamin Franklin, might not have been, I don't remember, but somebody said the most powerful force in the universe is compounding interest. The momentum in that is better built at a younger age rather than an older age because compounding interest is it's just like, you know, the boulder that's rolling downhill and picking up steam and picking up volume. The more distance it has to go, the more powerful and bigger it gets. There are a number of things that get you to the three scoops. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully that's a good start. I think it is. There's one other thing that I didn't mention in the getting responsible piece, which is pay attention to every single debt you have. Mm. Know how many payments it's going to take to pay it off. Know what your interest rate is know what your balance is, know what your minimum payment is. Every single credit card you have on the back of the credit card, there's something that says, if you want to pay this off in three years, you pay this amount instead of the minimum amount. And that'll take it from like 28 years down to three years. Pay attention to those things and start to really get a grip on what your expenses are. Excellent. Well, this has been another informative episode, as always. This was a lot of fun. A couple of quick housekeeping things before we head out here, though. We want to just invite everyone into the Facebook group. Recently, we've had a number of new people join the Spirit Sherpa Podcast After Party Facebook group. You've had a couple of new member posts go up, Kelly. I've seen that. I'm so excited. So we want people to come and join us there. And also, we want you to subscribe and rate the podcast. If you're listening to this anywhere, doesn't matter where you are, go in, subscribe to it so you get every new episode that comes out and rate it so that you can let Kelly know what you think about how things are going. And that is all that I have. Is there anything either of you want to say? I just want to give a shout out to everybody who's new. Okay. Because there's a lot of people who are new. We have had 5,700 downloads in the last 30 days. We've had a little over 40,000 downloads total. 
So that gives you a perspective on how much of a jump it's been. Right. In the year and a half, we've had 40,000 downloads. And in the last 30 days, we've had 5,700 downloads. So welcome to everybody who's new. (laughs) Please, please, please sample and try out a bunch of things. And we're super happy to have you. And we so appreciate you listening. And if there's anything you want to hear about that you have questions about, we did an entire episode recently because somebody asked a question. Right. If you send in your question, we might do an entire episode around it if it's got enough meat to it. At the very least, we'll answer your question at the end of episodes. And if you have episode ideas, please send them in. We'd love to have them. We really want to hear from you. Please join the after party so that I can get to talk to you and you can talk to Kathy and Joey and anybody else you hear on the podcast. We're all in there. We would love to find out who you are and what it is that you're looking for and how we can be of service. Absolutely. Kathy, is there anything you want to say to sort of wrap up the money and empowerment? I guess the statement I would want to make is that you're bigger than money, that money does not define you. Money does not shape you per se. It is a tool that is to be used and you are each you, every one of you, whoever is listening to this, people who don't listen to this, you are bigger than money. It is just a thing that we use to get what we want right? in an exchange format. Don't let it define you. Very good advice. You deserve so much more than you're willing to accept right now. Expand your idea of what you're willing to receive and stretch yourself into the willingness to hold and be the person who would have that. Oh, can I add one more thing? Please. <laughs> I just, I have to tell a story on Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, you remember this one. We had this conversation a long time ago. We were talking about how much money we wanted. And I said, I wanted $400 million. I had, a, it was 456, 834, something like that. But it was essentially over $400 million. And she said, I can't possibly imagine having $400 million because what would you do with it? In other words, for her at that time, the money was about, okay, well, if I haven't got something to do with it, why would I have it? Right. And I said, if I had $400 million, I could run around the world and build retreat centers on energetic nodes of ley lines on every place on the planet and do planetary healing. And I could afford to do that and fly around in a private jet to make sure that all these places were interconnected and working. And she goes, I could do that. (laughs) I think the thing was, is that for me, having the $400 million, not... And I'm not there by any means. But having that much money was a gateway to imagination and possibility. Right. So I was perfectly okay. Of course, I came out of corporate. Big numbers are part of my background. But it opens the doorway to possibility. Mm-hmm. It does not, again, I go back to it does not define you. And so I reiterate what Kelly said about you are so much more than you are allowing. Excellent. Well, thank you both. This has been wonderful as always. And thanks to everybody who's joined today. And that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta and Kathy Shire. And you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Each Bye-bye. I travel over 13,000 now. I leave behind 
Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.